What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to another episode of Simp It After Dark, everyone. This is your host, Ashley Mendoza. And today I got some special guests. It's my girls from Nightshade Collective. April Mendoza. And Alexa Morales. <laughs> I'm so excited to have them here today. It's so nice having someone to conversate with. And we got a really exciting thing today. I'm going to bring you some music as always because Simpin' After Dark is all about R&B specifically most of the time. And, uh, you know, just getting in your feelings, talking relationships, uh, feelings, hookup culture, society, all that fucking bullshit, you know? Yeah. Um, but we're also talking movies today because at Nightshade Collective... We had to do it. Yeah, we had <laughs> to. I'm bringing my girls from Nightshade. We obviously got to talk movies. Um, yeah, so go check out Nightshade on Instagram, Nightshade Collective. Yes, check out our website as well. We got some sick beanies dropping. Oh, yeah. Yes. We got some cool stuff coming soon, yes. guys. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. And once again, we are at Wild 7 Studios in downtown Los Angeles. To, so uh, shout out to them for always hosting Simpin' After Dark. Absolutely. Uh, I'm excited. Movie? Are we talking today? I'm you guys? super excited about this episode. Malcolm yeah. and Mary. Yeah, I Marie. Was like Malcolm Marie. Oh, thank Marie. you for the correction. <laughs> Marie. <laughs> Mary ass bitch. <laughs> Mary. Who's Mary? Mary. I, I've been Same I've been thing. saying Mary this whole time and no one's corrected me. Are you serious? God damn it. <laughs> That's not good. even how you spell Mary. You're right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Who pronounces anything right on this podcast? First Nobody. of all, that's right. I'm glad. I am no not judgment one to here. Say anything, please. I am like the queen of like, grammatical errors. All, everything. It's just grammatical. No, I'm grammatical. kidding. Grammatical. I'm just. That's I what you said. I know. I'm joking. Bitch. We're not here to judge. We're here to kidding. fucking simp. Okay. Yes. And you bet we're gonna simp. I. Hope you guys have watched Malcolm and Marie by now because I posted about it on my story about a week ago. I think it just first dropped on Netflix. Uh, so if you haven't, uh, spoiler, spoiler alerts. 
And uh, either go watch yeah. that or if you don't want to go through that excruciating hour 45 of just like <laughs> pure anxiety and anger and all that shit, yeah. uh, just listen to this. Excruciating we're about to the in it. underline bold and italics and capital. Watch it with your partner. Or don't. Or don't. <laughs> don't do that. Or don't. <laughs> we specifically, I got a Zendaya tweeted yesterday uh by the way this today is the day after valentine's yes. day by the time you guys hear this it'll be like a week later yeah. but she tweeted on the day on valentine's day she said happy valentine's day from marie in parentheses if you are watching our movie tonight with your significant other dot 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 we're sorry lol <laughs> yeah so yes yeah. i've seen several people say it's not a good idea don't do it don't do it Glad i'm single yourself. on this valentine's day because <laughs> i watched that solo and I had a lot of thoughts and anger and a lot of just like questions, you know, that a lot. Yeah. I just raised, watched it this so. morning. When did you watch it? I watched it last night. Okay. You yeah, watched last it last night, night too. Yeah. yeah. So I think mm-hmm. we've all been waiting to hop on here and talk about it. <laughs> We're like, save it for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> definitely got to save it for the podcast. But also we are doing, like I said, we're always going to talk music on Simpin After Dark. So we got a uh, artist. Her name is Ravina. And her song that we're going to be talking about is If Only. It was on her EP called Shanti. Shanti. I don't know how to say it. It's like a Sanskrit word. Um, It means actually peace, rest, calmness, tranquility, or bliss. So if you've ever done like Hmm. yoga, I guess it's part of like those things that you say, you know. So that's what her album about, I think, is like about just like finding peace and like leaving um a relationship that's not good for her specifically this song on uh, genius lyrics it says that it is about getting out of an abusive relationship mm. so the feelings um of healing and getting through that so this song actually very like perfectly correlates with malcolm and marie so. sure does yeah. yes uh we'll go ahead and play a clip for you only her voice is beautiful have you guys listened to her music before are you familiar with ravina not 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 i well just that one song temptation that i told Mm -hmm. you but yes so actually this song is old i think it's actually from 2017 but it was the first song i ever heard of her and i'm like obsessed with it and like i feel like that's such a dilemma for me on simping after dark usually like i just get hooked on older songs of artists and of course i want to like put people onto their newer music but when you i feel like usually when you discover an artist the first song it just sticks with you and that's the one that you just like love it probably is just a nostalgic type of thing but i love this song and uh i guess so we can tie it together more maybe april if you want to explain your take on malcolm and marie and what it's about yeah i think we probably have a very similar take yeah just from a first glance it's obviously about this dichotomy of you know and similarity I guess between love and hate and and just like the very thin line between the two um you know it goes into the actor and director dilemma of this relationship it's just so toxic and just 
She's an actor. Yeah, and she has this sort of need and sort of neediness to herself and to her persona. And um, Malcolm is this director who has this ego problem. And he's, I would say he's like a narcissist. Oh, absolutely. I would say so. (laughs) Absolutely. The whole time, you know, it's just about these, this couple who is trying to hurt each other, but at the same time trying to love each other. And it's just like, how do you justify that kind of toxic behavior? You know? And so like, we can get into like the nitty gritty of the film, but like, at first glance, I think that's kind of the main theme. So the night, it's like his, uh, it's his big night or it's like the debut. Like he had his like. Uh, yeah. So he premiered his movie. Premiere. And um, so the, the premise essentially is that he forgets to thank her, his girlfriend, uh, Marie. His um, acceptance speech. You know, we've all seen it yeah. at awards shows. <laughs> well, I don't think it, I don't think it was an acceptance speech. It was his premiere, I think. But, you know, when directors get out there and they're like, thank you so much, everyone, for watching my movie. I just want to thank, you know, so-and-so for helping me make this thing possible. And, like, as a filmmaker, like, you know, I I completely get, you know, that you might forget to thank someone out there when, you you know, the lights are on you, you're nervous. But your partner. partner. Out of all the people you could forget. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of, you know, he goes on to think, (laughs) she jokes, um, you, you, you think your gaffers and your grips and, you know, your actors and all these fictional characters, you know, your fictional characters got more respect than your girlfriend, essentially. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, because I've, I don't know, I can relate. I've sort of been in a situation very similar to that. Um, and it's just like, wow, you know, because making a movie, you obviously you most directors kind of want to take credit for it. But you have to thank everybody involved because it's such a collaborative effort and like anybody that says like, oh, that's my movie, like is completely full well, of shit. Something specifically that Marie says in the movie, she's like, you want it to be just all you so bad, but like, yeah, no the wrong idea of what it takes to, and it gets to their head because everybody thinks and, and respects and praises Malcolm because he's such a genius, you know, but the story was sort of inspired by everybody around him, all the women he's yep. dated and everyone around him, except for himself. He's yeah. stealing people's souls and putting it into his movie yeah, and getting which credit. Which wouldn't be a problem that. because, like, you know, that's what filmmakers do, storytellers do. It's like, yeah. if you, I mean, you should write from experience. Sometimes it's your experience, like, accessing someone's, yeah. like, tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that, like, you don't even, like, give a credit, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. And not even a physical, cre- like, credit on screen. It's yeah, just, just like a thank you, a, a simple, simple thank, you. thank you. I think that's what most people got out of the movie. Yeah. Was a. Uh, Marie just wanted to thank you at the yeah. end of the day. Some appreciation, yeah. you know? Yeah. Some just love. want to be appreciated. Love. Yeah, literally. It's, so at the beginning of the movie, it pretty much starts. You know, you see this beautiful house and like, you know, Malcolm and and Marie walk in and right off the bat, you can tell that Marie is just pissed. She's had a horrible night. And so we know shit's about to go down. And And then he's he's on the opposite. He did something wrong. He's being so oblivious about it. Like she looks pissed and he's just like. First of all, he was so annoying. How did you know? Right. Just like, how did you know? Like instantly you just know what the fuck? What did he do? What did you, exactly? What did he you know. Do you I'm like know. she's yeah. clearly pissed. Yeah. Like if it was like truly something to celebrate, if she would have yeah. felt happy and thanked and appreciated that night, would have gone completely just like yeah. different. Just one eighty. She would have been celebrating being fucking annoying, like popping champagne yeah. with him for sure. And, and that's then, so crazy because I think we all took notes on the movie because I was like, y'all, we need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us, like the first thing, just chronological order, the first thing was he forgot to thank her. <laughs> we fucked up. The That's first weird. Thing fucked up, boy. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just the most yeah. like symbolic thing or just like most like 
perfect example of how a lot of issues are like they blow up and become some big ass thing when it stemmed from the most tiniest thing that can seem insignificant it's always it's always about the little things that add up and make somebody explode Mm -hmm. you can only take so much yeah yes and i will say that Beautiful performances, by the way, specifically by Zendaya. I think she's phenomenal. And I think she really stole the movie. She's so good. And and so Malcolm was played by uh, John David Washington, right? Is Mm -hmm. his name? Um, Denzel Washington's son, right? So he's, and he was in Tenet and, you know, up and coming um, actor. Really great. But I still do think that Zendaya was the star of the movie. And I think... 100% 100% personally yeah. like one of my biggest problems with the movie was that she didn't have enough screen time you think so yeah yeah definitely. I think she, she was a it. and like she's a very passive like, character and she's I think, credited yeah. first and I think like, she, she was a producer on it yeah obviously like she's the biggest name on this movie yeah and I'm sure you know it had to do with the arc and everything and like yeah. just the or do you think story, maybe it was like intentional to like make you feel more upset yeah, probably but I still think that if it would have been a little bit more through her lens but then it would have been a completely different movie. Yeah. And again, who am I to say? I'm not trying to criticize the movie. I don't I don't really want to get into like criticizing the movie because the movie itself is about critics. critics and the shit will be meta. Just, the shit will be so meta. It's already so that. meta because, yeah. you know, he goes on to talk about how, you know, he's already anticipating that the critics aren't going to like his movie or I'm what they're going to say. It. And yeah. it's just like, it's just so much. I, I, I personally wasn't fond of like the whole like, you know, just being a filmmaker talking about filmmaking and, I get that that's very personal to somebody, but like not my favorite part of the movie, I would say. I think the relationship aspect of it, it was the most um, like heart, it was the biggest like yeah. heart of the film. I think yeah, it was maybe just like a very sure. like um like a niche thing to do that people could still relate to and understand even if they aren't in the industry. It, is. it wasn't just, in a way yeah. that was like, oh, like it's like all this jargon. Like I think it's probably no. still. no. Like accessible. I guess it just gets very philosophical at some points and it just kind of gets really into like the dialogue of just, just like, it's just a back and forth yeah, battle conversation. And that's what I liked. But I honestly thought that the screen time was distributedly yeah. perfect. You like think it, so? I think so. I think for the movie it was. It was for the movie. Yeah. And I think um, just not like, it, it, it makes you not want to choose a side. Like it, it shows them, you know, both... I yeah. don't know what I'm trying to say, but you guys understand. You know, yeah. for sure. Right? We're just like, you you're know, empathizing you with the both. Because they're both like, like you said earlier, they're wrong, but it's just like, they're also trying to prove yeah. like their love to each other. That's true. You know? So it's, I don't know. I couldn't really choose yeah. a side. But see, yeah. for me, like, I, I don't think that Malcolm was a very likable character. Me oh, no, either. Yeah, honestly. I like straight up, I was like. I think he was screaming <laughs> way too much. It's going to be a Malcolm bash fest up in oh, here yeah. tonight. But do you think that's because we're women? And like they even kind of go Definitely. into that whole um, kind of philosophy in the movie. The whole identity yeah. politics of everything. Well, yeah, they're talking Which about is that. something funny. It's something that me and Alexa were just talking about in the car the other day. I was like, dude, like it's so hard to watch something with your man. And like, I was like, I don't know if you could relate. Absolutely. Really, yes. <laughs> I was like, every time it's about a couple, I just, I feel like I'm the fucking girl and my man is the guy. And if yeah. the dude does something, like I'll just look over my man, like you automatically really? piece yourself. of shit. Yep. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I guess you so put mad. yourself in those shoes. Right okay, away. that's that's a little crazy. <laughs> We're crazy. No, I, think, <laughs> I guess. Like, I mean, you, definitely. So like everyone. So you're projecting, listeners. Listeners. Yes, April is the more that. sane one. Me and Alexa <laughs> definitely lean more on like the crazy side, but at the same time, we just we just love hard and. We're, yeah, we have very deep feelings, and we do project. We yeah. project. It's a, it's a Virgo Leo combination. It is. Yeah, it is. It's like Aries, main, Aries main character syndrome mixed with like just thinking too just hard about things. Overanalyzing yeah. everything when it's not even that deep. Like yeah. it's just it's deep. Mm -hmm. for but us. but the thing is, like those feelings are real and they need to be it acknowledged. Is. And I think that's like a big thing in like the movie was about that's her so feelings exactly. and him invalidating her most of the time. Oh, definitely. And him being emotionally abusive. Which ties right back to uh, the song "If Only" by Ravina, so we yeah. can hop into those lyrics. Yes. Let's see. So she starts off. When I was younger and I didn't know better, living with these wolves, hurting for pleasure, some kind of angel took me out of the jungle from your blue nights into sunlight. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, talking about wolves Ooh. and hurting for pleasure just reminds me of the movie about how mm. he kind of like tells mm -hmm. her like she's like you know i'm a masochist and he's like you love this shit like you yeah. love when i fucking degrade you and like treat yeah. you this way but he, they hurt each other for yeah, pleasure exactly. which ties back into the Ooh, theme of so the movie fucked up it's so fucked up it definitely is like a masochistic fucking <laughs> weird thing going yeah. on but it's not healthy okay it's not. it's not and like no of course not it's not but it kind of reminds me of another uh i guess kind of spoiler alert if anyone has seen big little lies with mm -hmm. uh nicole kidman's character mm -hmm. and her husband yeah mm -hmm. like he's actually like physically abusive but like it always turns into sex yeah and like just because it like it turns them both on and like they end up fucking and it's hot it yeah. doesn't mean it's okay or that it's healthy. Oh, no. So true. <laughs> so it's oh just God. like a sick, twisted thing. Yeah. So I don't Sex, know. Sex, even in marriage, has to be consensual. Like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And that's like a whole fucking thing that like, oh, no. 
grosses me out. I know. So uh, she talks about like when she was younger. So definitely it's like her coming to terms with like something that was fucked up that she's like, okay. So now she had yeah. some angels that took her out of this from the blue nights into sunlight. Oh. So she's getting out of this. It's so cute. Like I yeah. love her fucking lyrics. Pre-chorus, she says, I sleep better at night without you around. Sometimes I still awake from you calling out. Is Oh, that's it trauma. Hits. That sounds like it traumatizing. It, it does sound like trauma, yeah. right? Like sometimes I still awake from you calling out. That must have been a really traumatizing relationship. But she's whatever sleeping it was. better, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's like, okay, I'm peacefully, I'm at peace oh, now, yeah. but I'm still like from time to time, I like jerk yeah. awake. That PTSD. Ooh. Oh my God. Yeah. Ooh, that Which, shit is sad. Do you think it's interesting that she's saying, she's saying that she's finding peace without him when you think that you're more whole with someone else, right? That's what Supposedly. they say. Yeah. So That's it's what like they say, but you're actually a f- like a whole piece by yourself, you mm-hmm. know, and you just can't allow other people to break you into other pieces. Exactly. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's very poetic. It is. Yeah. I love her. By the way, she's a Libra for all my astrology lovers. Yes. And if you like <laughs> go check out her whole like aesthetic, like oh, she's 100%. very Libra. She's a Libra. So mm-hmm. a little quick side note for the astro lover. Uh, then we get into the chorus she says it's too late to hold me too late to call me too you're saying if only i could get over you too late to know me i'm going without you you're saying if only so like fool's trying to get her back obviously Mm -hmm. or girl i'm not sure i think she might be queer um but yeah it's just her and it reminds me kind of at the end of uh malcolm and marie like I thought she left at the end. Mm-hmm. And I that's was what they like, want you to think. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yes. But I was like, that's so strong and brave mm-hmm. of her. Like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. I don't, that would be too much of a happy ending. Yeah. And honestly, unrealistic. Cause yeah. I feel like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Realistically, people don't fucking leave. Like, yeah. you, you like rationalize yeah. these behaviors and these fights and the disrespect yeah. and the fucking trauma that you put each other through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. this song is like kind of like a little happy ending to it because it's literally yeah. about her getting out of the yeah. abusive relationship so happy for her yeah. happy that she realized it's too late and it kind of it's like my first mm-hmm. episode of season three still my baby how it's just sometimes you have to wait so you get to a point where like you can't stay anymore like shit just got way too fucked up for you to stay so like that's probably what happened here because other than that i think people end up staying yeah. it's really hard mm-hmm. it's hard right uh, yeah definitely it's yeah. really hard. It's like the comfortability of it. It's the fear sometimes. Fear of being alone. Like you know, it's, it's like the habits. It's it's so many fear things. Of it's like they might try to hurt you even worse. Or like, you don't in, know. in their case, I think it's like when you're sort of relying on each other in your own industry, where it's like I kind of when need there's you. There's eyes on you. Mm-hmm. There's eyes on you. I think exactly. That definitely you're makes in the it more complicated because mm-hmm. it's not just you too. It's like. People are watching. Yeah. They know I would. I went through you with this whole project. Yeah, and like you know, as an actor, you know, she's trying to prove Claim. to Malcolm how good of an actor she is. Oh my god, that scene! That scene is so Ooh. good. Yeah, oh. I thought she was for real. Like, Dude, me too. <laughs> it's oh like this god. crazy bitch. I, I was like, I was like, yeah. oh my god, she is crazy this whole time. I know. Yeah. 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 Often. So whoever has yeah. seen it, obviously that part where like. She goes, he's trying to, like, make her feel like she's fucking crazy. Like, he didn't need her for the script. She's like, nah, you based this shit on my life. Yeah. And, like, we'll get into, like, what happens before that, too. But, like, for this part, he's like, 
what is authenticity like mm-hmm. that's bullshit like mm-hmm. she's like okay whatever like rolls yeah. her eyes walks away he goes inside and she like comes back and she has like sh- she's holding a knife and she like or her like that part reminded me of her character from euphoria yeah. Rue. the whole movie mm-hmm. did yeah <laughs> definitely like it's like rue down the line or something mm-hmm. but like she just she's a ex-drug addict you know yeah so she has a knife and she's like you know, those antidepressants I was on, I'm not on them anymore and I'm not doing okay. And you know what? I, I fell from all your, your mom before. I fucked all your friends. Mm-hmm. And he's scared. Like, yeah. he, she's holding a knife. And she's laughing even. Yeah, she's like, like crazy. So, like, yeah. she's lost it. And I'm even like, the whole time, because I was rooting for her and she's trying yeah. to do this. Yeah, I'm I was like, like, oh, God you bitch. Damn it, bitch. <laughs> like, you were crazy. He was right this whole time. Mm-hmm. And, and then she's like, she like, drops the character and she's like and that's what authenticity gets you yeah oh my god like round of applause so she just i literally was straight like, up auditioned for i him. laughed yeah yeah because he was like you should have auditioned like blah 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 and yeah another thing i want to get into it's <clears throat> okay so i my thoughts were kind of like was this entire film just like her audition like every Ooh. since she got home like she was, was that really trying, aud- to she was oh. really trying to prove it but at this, okay, so getting into that, mm-hmm. he said, you should have auditioned when really, what did he say in the beginning? He was like, you quit if you want it bad enough, like you would have fucking like went after it, whatever. But it's like, this is your film. You wrote this, like you, you sent me the, you know, like the, the, the drafts and everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like you'd think that you'd reach out to me as your partner, like, hey. Yeah. I have this, like, you know, like this, the script. Like, yeah. I think you'd be fucking great for it, obviously, because it was written. Yeah. Well, and supposedly, on her, and they're probably I feel living like together. it was developed yeah. together, right? Ex- oh my God, that fucking broke like my heart. Like, she was like, she said at yeah. some point, like, she's like, we did this together, and yeah. at some point, it wasn't us together anymore. Yeah. And I, like, sitting in the audience tonight, like, started thinking to myself, like, when did I like allow myself to let go of like so much of this yeah like oh mm-hmm. my god that shit tore me apart Dude, yeah that's, really Damn, that's so sad because mm-hmm. she was like you know like you were able to turn all like my trauma and all the experiences of supposedly your god. people in your life who you drew from their life is trauma and you made it something beautiful and what hurts is i wasn't able to because i didn't even get a thank you a credit a shout out yeah. and like now it's like and now she can't even share that story yeah, that's her story it's shared already and now yeah. she just feels like little yeah like, that's it. So i have fucked. nothing i have nothing yeah how would you guys feel if your boyfriend was like a director and he's like you need to audition for me but I'm making a movie Ooh, about you. Like. Bro, that's rough. Because, mm. of course, like, everyone's going to be like, you know, it's for the movie. You have to find the best actress. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where my mind Ooh. will go at first. It's just like, oh, I want what's best for the movie. So, mm-hmm. obviously, you need to, you know, go through this whole thing and choose the right one. But at the same time, it's like, that's my fucking character. You're, like, like writing it about me. Who yes. else is better to play me? Like, wouldn't that be the most authentic exactly. thing Exactly. Yeah. do? yeah Oof. I'd, be, I'd be hurt i'd definitely yeah. be hurt but i don't think so, i'd have the balls to like yeah so i know they never really said in the film but do you think that he cheated on her with the actress yeah just because yeah, i assume with the, the worst um, no honestly and with the <laughs> way he was like what they imply exactly yeah. at the tub scene he was saying fucked up he shit. he was saying some fucked up, fucked shit. up shit yeah mm-hmm. so we'll get into all that we'll get Mm-mm. into that so much to say <laughs> <laughs> Okay, verse two, she said, <laughs> I said I'd meet you off the freeway. You're lonely. 
You still don't understand. A woman is holy. Your oh. fake apologies would work on the old me. I get into my car, leave you where you are. She's, I'm, I, love, yes. I, oh, I love, she's like growth. Wow. She, does, dude. she drives away. She leaves it. I love that. And like, that is like the perfect like explanation of like how in the movie, she's like, you are so needy. Yet you just like act like I ain't shit. See you basically. And like, that's, he hit her up. Cause he's lonely. Cause she finally breaks it up with him. And she's like being like the holy fucking empathetic woman that she is goes and meets up with him and he gives her a fake ass apology and she's like you know what fuck this shit i see right through it now please see right through fake apologies people that is so powerful oh my god can can you give me an example oh man or give the audience an example of what those might sound like (laughs) baby like look i am sorry if you feel that like i did that but (laughs) But, you know, that's not what I meant. (laughs) Or, like, you know what? Like, babe, you're crazy. I promise you, like, you are delusional. Like, that's not what the fuck I meant. You're too sensitive, okay? You're too sensitive. You read too much into things. That's invalidating. I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry I made you feel that way. That's, like, the number one. I'm sorry you feel that way. Number one. Never, or if there is I no sorry or if it's like you know what i'm sorry i'm sorry that i called you a bitch and told you to shut the fuck up but you just pissed me off but, if there's a but uh-uh. uh, no no thank you or mm, pay attention for this one <laughs> i am i am so sorry babe um oh fuck it slipped my mind guys it'll come back what about like <laughs> i'm sorry i don't want to fight with you tonight Etc. Like etc. Push it off. Yeah, like that's not fake tonight, too, because that's just gonna keep on, you know, coming up. Like it's never gonna get resolved. Right? Oh, that's yeah. the worst when shit doesn't get resolved. It just like, I mean, I'm guilty of avoiding conflict and I like think not everyone wants to avoid it. it. It's, it's ugly. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. Like if you can avoid it, like avoid it, right? Yeah. But I feel like men usually. Will often do that. Men usually want to avoid, yeah. and women want to confront. You know, mm, yeah. that's just how it is, and that's definitely. It's yeah, it's, but it's I've also hard. I've been in the opposite scenario, I, I guess, know. where I have the male tendencies of avoiding, and then my ex was more of the crazy girlfriend <laughs> figure or whatever. No way. Yeah, and it was weird, but like I just didn't want to deal with it. I was wait I, like my okay. Well, maybe this is where I can sort of empath- empathize well, or whatever. Maybe he sympathize. was emotionally manipulative, though. He was. Okay, then. So you were avoiding mm-hmm. it because he would always try to emotionally manipulate you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, for sure. It was just a, like a hot mess. It was, Ooh, not, it was not a healthy relationship. Say, which reminds me of probably your ex. <laughs> when, when people are like, you know what? I'm so sorry. I'm just the fucking worst boyfriend ever. I'm such a piece of shit. Like you, I don't deserve you. I'm the fucking worst. Oh God. Yeah. That's emotional manipulation. Yeah. Cause then what are yeah. you supposed to do? Yep. Be like, no, you're not babe. Yeah. No, you're that, not. Exactly. I love you. Yeah. See, that's, I would, I would never say that. Apology. That's, I would never say that. Fucking guy. flip the script on you. Mm-hmm. So don't fall for that. Yeah. Please spread the word. Yeah. Tell all your friends. Okay. What yeah. about when your boyfriend or girlfriend almost threatens like suicide? emotional manipulation oh, that's but emotionally at, what, at what point though because what if that that's actually how they're feeling Ooh, that is a rough see 
Uh, you know, because as know, the significant dude. other, you want to be there for your partner always. And if you feel like they actually feel that way. I guess if they're how using do you know? it, if they did something horribly fucked up to you and they're using it in a way to make you come back when you're trying to leave because you don't deserve to be in that situation, that's emotionally manipulative. I, I think if it's just, if they're just really depressed and suicidal in general mm. and like something happens and they're like i'm not no I've like going <laughs> through it and they bring it up no what if that's different what if you're sort of like i'm gonna go out to a party tonight and i'll be back I'll, I'll, i'm gonna hang out with you like in a few hours like you know i'll be back and they sort of threaten this sort of like suicidal tendency on you that's okay. emotionally manipulative and abusive so i i don't know but i don't know if this is like too taboo but <laughs> it's do you think someone that really has those tenden- those thoughts, these tendencies, like they're depressed, they're really gonna throw something like that out there? That's what I was thinking too. You know, where it's just like, like I think like if they're gonna do it, they're gonna like do it in secret. They don't do or it, or be or like supposedly when like and like completely. I'm gonna throw a trigger warning on this. Yeah. But like when people are like suicidal like that, what you hear all the time is that that usually before they go and like say their goodbyes to people and start giving their stuff away. They want to leave on a good note with people, I think. Yeah. And like, it's really fucked up. That's why you're seeing the majority of people that usually people that are actually suicidal that are like, they have a plan and they're like planning on going through with it. Mm. They usually will like go and like hit up people like their friends and be like i just want to let you know like i really love you and i value this friendship they want to leave on a good note yeah, yeah. They'll be like, i want you to have this one thing it means a lot to me or like true, yeah. true whatever it's usually that's i think that's maybe how you could tell the difference if someone's only bringing it up because like you're in a fight and it's not going their but way they're trying to control like where you're going yeah, or like, what you're doing yeah. with because your life. they know that you're empathetic and that you're a nice yeah. person and that yeah. you're gonna instead of breaking up with them because they deserve to be broken up with because they did something fucked up. They're going to manipulate you to stay. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Bite.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. And they'll use anything as a tactic. Yeah. yeah. Don't, like, <laughs> it's definitely touchy, yeah. but it's, uh, it's abusive as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's so abusive. Because most people are empathetic. Yeah. So 
So okay, yeah. as as the crazier two out of the three. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Would you say that you deal with I'm more like, emotional, like in your past, more emotional manipulation, or you being the more emotionally manipulative person? If you're aware of your own. I'm very aware and I can admit that I can be emotionally manipulative. I wouldn't say abusive um, like that. Like, no, I would never do that. I'm, shit. A, I'm a cancer moon. <laughs> yes, I can be emotionally manipulative. I'm going to blame it on my cancer moon. <laughs> yes, I can. But, you know, we're aware of it. Yeah, we're aware of it. And I think I. Randy, baby, I love you. <laughs> um. We all, you know, we have great communication and I think what matters is that you, I don't know, you just, you're aware of it and you, you get through it, you grow from it, you learn from it. Yeah. And you're not doing it in a way to fucking hurt anyone. No. Like, no, not like you're doing it more, excuse me, in a way to like get your way kind of like a child yeah. you know like a child like children are emotionally yeah. manipulative it's, but they're yeah. not gonna fucking threaten to kill themselves no. or like do some bullshit mm-hmm. like that yeah like it's more like okay and usually yeah. people can spot it as a partner like if like i was mean like whatever like Corey's like okay like stop <laughs> you're being fucking childish I'm like, okay. It's literally like, yeah, like a child. Like when Stephanie was on here, it's yeah. honestly like a child. It's like you want any like, no. sort of attention. Like, no. no like, no. you want to get your point across. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but it would never get to, it would never be to the extent of like. Yeah. Fucking. And like, I think the fact that we can sit here and admit that we can be that uh, just shows that it's different from somebody actually being emotionally abusive yeah. versus manipulative. So do no. you think that Zendaya's character? In the movie, is emotionally abusive at all? Um, I think we should pick out. I wouldn't say flaws. abusive. I would say definitely a little bit manipulative. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. But yeah. I would say it seems like there's a line in the movie where she says, like, uh, we're in a fight. And I would say probably one of the worst fights that we have ever been in. So it's definitely not the first time they got into it like this. And yeah. it sounds like it's, oh, something, definitely not. it's something that's been building. Yeah. So I think once it's like that and the gloves are off and oh, yeah. he had said the shit that he had Honestly, fucking said at that point, mm-hmm. yeah. which we will get into stick around. <laughs> once it's like that, it's like, uh, you know, gloves are off. Yeah. So, uh, like I think that's why I I definitely re- related a lot to Zendaya. Sadly, I think a lot of women can. Oh yeah, no, it's just like at some point in your life, at least. Yeah, when Randy and I have dated for years, and when we were younger, I think that's just kind of when I was at my most crazy, and it was more of like I. It's more of like manipulation, you know. I would be more manipulative emotionally when we get into arguments and fights and. And at you know five minutes later we could be laughing and just it's, it was so it's toxic it's mm-hmm. toxic and I think <laughs> you have to you need to either cut it off or if you really love this person you need to do everything in your power as long as there's growth it, as long as there's growth mm-hmm. anything to change it and to work through it together if you know if yeah. you both want to and but th- it just means like that that behavior has to be acknowledged like if someone absolutely. can't even acknowledge that that they're doing that. Yeah. That's where it could get blurry sucks, and you should scary. probably dip. Yeah. Yeah. I remember always like, you know, I'm like, is this fucking normal? Like, this isn't right. Like, this <laughs> is definitely something wrong with us. You know, like, there's no way. And it's just, it's like, it, it's right. normal. It's normal to argue. It's normal but to have these like, 
debates you know yeah. that's the thing know, like, but there is what like there's no normal and that's why yeah, movies no, like this none. that's why i are love great. movies like this that's why yeah. i love songs so, like criticize all you want about them but like i think at the end of the day it's just showing people that there are other sides to relationships and it's yeah. literally the art of empathy you know like you you empathize with both characters and yeah. you see into these you know, you relationship with in this both. like voyeuristic exactly. way where it's like, I've never been in a relationship like that. I've never had a fight like that. I call it passion. But me too. Yeah. <laughs> See, I have like pretty kind of like, you know, mellow, boring relationships where it's all very mature. And that's why I think it all stems but to it personality types. It can types. be toxic mm-hmm. though, for sure. It's personality yeah. types. Like for mm-hmm. you, like you may see that movie and you're like, what the fuck? That's crazy. I've never had a fucking fight like that. I could say I have. I and I'm sure I will eventually one day, you know. <laughs> You're an Aries. I'm surprised you've never know, had a fight like seriously. that. But if I, I ever date another Aries, what's your, that would what's be. What's your Mars? My Mars, I believe it's a Cancer, isn't it? Yes. Oh, okay, yes, which are. I'm still surprised, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> I think I think if you meet like the right person, yeah. because but I think it it's because my be, moon is be in Capricorn, so I'm always just like exactly. Yeah. Let's stay grounded here. Like work comes first. Yeah, always, that's so always. That's always mm. been the root of all of my relationship problems too. What's What's your moon and and your man's moon? My moon is in Virgo and my man's moon is in Gemini. That Mercury. Which I think we oh, talked yeah. about it yeah. on the astrology. Yeah, yeah, so we're both ruled by Mercury. So it's very oh, like, oh. we're both, it's like the. You like to communicate. Your points across. Communication <laughs> and like intellect. And we yeah. both just think we're right. And it's yes. just like very. Yeah. Like no, Non-stop. stubborn. Yeah. 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 And so. with me, it's. My moon's in Cancer and my man's moon is in Aries. So it's just like the two babies, you know, just like. (laughs) Two people crying. Yeah. Yes, two people (laughs) crying. So it's like, you Mm -hmm. know. I, it's definitely relatable, like both characters for sure. Which I, I seen a tweet talk about um, Malcolm and Marie that one of them was an Aquarius. Oh, and what was the other one? I don't know. I didn't see that. <gasps> I need to look it up. But hold on, don't He's look it up. Don't look it up. I think she's okay, you an guys Aquarius. Wait, I think no, we she's should an guess. Aquarius no. moon. Yes. Wait, Alexa, she's we've an had Aquarius uh, moon. I feel like you. You feel like maybe. I think. Okay, let's guess. Huh. This is actually a really fun exercise okay. that we've like been that. trying lately. Yes. Okay. Guessing different characters in movies. Like, what? what is your sign? Maybe what is your moon? Okay, so Malcolm. Okay, he's egotistical. He's manipulative. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Scorpio. <laughs> okay, oh no, I'm kidding. All right, we're back. We ended up taking a break. And because uh, I was looking for like a tweet of this astrologer at I, Jade with uh, two A's and two E's on Twitter. And she said, I don't know where she got it from. She said it very confidently. So I thought it was like a fucking fact. But then I was like, how would she fucking know? Unless she had like some like inside knowledge to like the script and the characters, you know? <clears throat> but she said Marie's an Aquarius and Malcolm is an Aries. So do with that what you will. I don't <laughs> know if I agree with that. He doesn't no. come off like an Aries to me. I don't know. I think he could. Like I mean, okay. Just like a little bit hot headed. Okay. And you like know what? Just in it just to win. Just even. They want to be number one. You. Okay. Number one. Maybe I'm not the right person to ask. If you ain't first, April's you're biased. last. Triggered. <laughs> April's an Aries. Triggered. So she's biased. Uh, yeah. Maria's an Aquarius. I can maybe see it, but I, I think she would be a Virgo. You know what? That does make sense to me now that I think about it because he kind of says like, if you want it bad enough, you should have auditioned mm-hmm. for it. You know, you have to work really hard at it. Blah, so blah, without blah, blah. realizing he's being yeah. like an and asshole. 
I do think that I, I kind of have those sort of personality traits. That's hilarious. Where I'm like, you got to work so hard at it. You know, blah, blah, blah. And you have to want, you want it the so best bad. for that person, right? Yeah. Exactly. So that sometimes, yeah. and that is, Aries are kind of known for that, like, without realizing mm-hmm. they can be hurtful. Like, they just want the best for you, but, like, they're just, yeah. like, it comes they don't care place. about the feelings. It's all yeah. about just, like, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I think Aries hurt make feelings, oh, very well. good motivational speakers and trainers yeah, and stuff like that. Oh, my God. All and the leaders, know. you know. Yeah, so Malcolm, in, in a motivational <laughs> yeah. speech, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, he would get me riled up mm-hmm. as a partner. Oh, yeah. And him just being... Being like not anybody the can undeveloped that. toxic version the male Aries. Aries especially yeah <laughs> but you know we won't get too much into astrology just because <laughs> I know you guys aren't all about that we'll save that for another <laughs> but it is really fun to, to and it, it, like I think you learn a lot from trying to analyze yeah. these characters and what personality traits they have and if you link them to the astrology signs it's really fun because it kind of gives you something to kind of like go off of you know mm-hmm Definitely. So we're actually done with the lyrics. That is just like the fucking pre-chorus chorus again. So now we're about to hop into fucking um, Malcolm and Marie. Yes. Okay. So first, I mean, do you guys just want to talk about the the film in general? The, I mean, I think we kind of did. The, we the beauty about of all it of it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think I don't know if we did talk about this. I think okay. we kind of talked about it before with the whole like black and yeah. white aspect. How it kind of um. It, it forces you to like feel things more. It's kind of like the whole like sensory deprivation thing where like if That's you're true. not really seeing colors, it makes you really feel the feelings and like the tension of it all yeah. without being yeah. distracted by the beauty so of it. So true. So true. You know, cause I didn't really pay attention to like even the production design and stuff. But if you're a production designer, I know Alexa mentioned earlier, I think, yeah. uh, you know, when we weren't recording, yeah, the production she noticed was it, but it's like immaculate. You know. It was just so simple, like mid-century modern type of, mm-hmm. you know, feel. And it didn't interfere at all with like the intensity of the film. So yeah. it just it flowed so nicely. And it was it, such a good location, right? Like it the house was the whole, like, really it was, nice. It was like a glass house. Oh my god! So it's just yeah, so symbolic of just like looking into a relationship where like they are in the spotlight. It's a perfect voyeuristic fishbowl sort of you know yeah house. There's like certain scenes where it's like you see because it's like a glass house and it's all windows. You see him Mm -hmm. over here, and then you see her inside of the house and like him out there trying to get his shit together. Like what am I gonna say? And then like her inside, like hurting. Like yeah, yeah. No, I really do think they they did an A plus job on the location. Oh my god! Because also, like with the framing, like you know, in the beginning, you sort of see these characters isolated in like different rooms. Like Marie would be in the kitchen, and she's like framed by the window, and she's sort of like in her own little world. And then, like you know, you kind of they would kind of do camera movement over to kind of like a like a like a sweep over to Malcolm, and he would be like in the window and sort of framed alone. And then, so spoiler alert, at the very end of the film, they're framed in the same shot through the master bedroom of these, like, really beautiful windows. And it's kind of like this white shot, and they're far away in this sort of, like, perfect frame. And I think that's really, really great. um, It was like, now we're stuck on the inside left with all their bullshit, like, what the fuck? And now they're back on the outside, like, 
it's all good. Yeah. And yeah. it's like at the end that where like cycle. he wakes up and like she's not in the bed and he's like, Marie, Marie. Yeah. And he's like, where are you? And yeah. like she was just right outside the whole time. So like we're thinking as an audience like, oh, my gosh, she fucking finally left. But she didn't. Mm-mm. She's out there. They're fine. They're going to keep going through this bullshit. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just that, that vicious cycle, yeah. you know. And yeah. you, you sort of mentioned it kind of reminds you of um, the movie By the Sea. The Angelina oh, Jolie yeah, film which with I her never and Brad Pitt. Saw, so that was just it's me. So I did, yeah. Making an observation. And it is very similar. Mm-hmm. I don't think that one was black and white either. No, it wasn't. But it, it's about voyeurism and just sort of looking in to this relationship, this broken especially like a relationship like Brad Pitt and Angelina, who are such iconic you know celebrities famous as fuck beautiful people you know the most beautiful couple in hollywood and seeing them in this broken state and then them seeing into another apartment you know next to them that are like passionately in love you know so it's kind of like the grass is always greener sort of thing yeah and so even like a couple like malcolm and marie who on the outside you would think are the most perfect couple like if you see them on the tabloids or you know, anywhere like that, you would think that you'd be jealous of them. Like, yeah, I want to be like her. I want to awesome, be him. Like a like, director and an actress, mm-hmm. and like they just are so beautiful. Yeah. Together. Who wouldn't be envious of that couple? And they're just exactly. famous. Like, but look that's at amazing. Look at the things that they have to go through. Nobody's yep. perfect. No, literally, it's grass just, is always greener, oh. and it's just like a such a, like a representation of like social media, especially where like a couple can seem like they're yeah. just so great online and w- where people only post like the highlights of their life, but you have no idea what's going on when they get back home. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just like, oh. and for real, like I think even in the beginning of the, of the film, all he can talk about is how great he was, how great his film looked, how great it impacted people and how beautiful Marie looked the whole night and how sexy she is and how beautiful, you know, so it's all about looks. Like it's he all forgot about to thank her in his speech, but he, but he comes home to be like, you're so, so sexy, baby. But he comes like, home and he's like, like the trophy wife. Basically. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And like that's another didn't thing. acknowledge her for her contribution, for her emotionally supporting him yeah. and doing all the, she specifically says at one point, like you have never thanked me for doing all the little things that you don't want to think about doing, like picking, picking out, out your, your soup, suit, making you coffee and breakfast in the morning, like making you mac and cheese like after that. the premiere, uh, <laughs> all of that, even though I hate you right now. So you know. do you guys think that maybe she, he didn't want to share the spotlight with her? Like she mentioned. Yeah. Where it's just like, you didn't want to thank me because I, you would have had to share that, that moment with yeah, me. Yeah. Cause then you know? for sure he would have given a like true genuine. Thank you. He yeah. would have been like, you know, like, thank you for inspiring me and the script and for like helping me give life to the script. Of course. One of her big things. Cause she's like, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. I gave life to it. It's your perspective, but it was based on me and like me being, but me it's and you not being with his me. I gave life to it. That's the thing. He's literally just taking like her soul. He's taking her perspective and making it, disguising it as his own which is the most because, fucked up thing he because said. he's mo- yeah. okay hold on i i have have a theory and it's not even a theory i think it's pretty obvious but because he's like always fixating on that whole mediocre comments he's so egotistical but he's so insecure about being a mediocre person and i think most filmmakers can kind of relate to that no filmmaker wants to be mediocre they want to be great you know and so he's just too afraid to to be mediocre and he, his life experiences don't allow him to make great art, but by him surrounding himself with these 
broken people because it seems to be a pattern. He keeps yeah. dating broken women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants that to be. So I think we should you know, start with the beginning from it because, like, yes. it kind of chronologically, yeah. Okay, so you kind of have to know the beginning. Exactly. A little bit. So obviously, first thing was she's upset. He forgot to thank her in his uh, little premiere speech, you know. But people ended up coming up to her after, like his mom and the main actress, like, oh, like you know, yeah. don't don't read too much into it, like. It's not that deep, you know. It's okay. Like the actress that was, you know, that, that was cast instead of Zendaya's character. Yes, Marie. So she played the character that the character was based off of. Mm-hmm. So it's already like you know feelings there, which get up brought up later. But just for like if something happens, like where like your man like disses you in a way, and you feel a way about it, but you're like, you know what, this is this is their night. I'm not gonna fucking bring it up now. But then people come up and like mention it to you that's gonna rub it in and mm, that's gonna let you yeah. know that they know so you're not fucking crazy for feeling away if somebody mm-hmm. comes up to you and they're like don't feel bad like it's not like you know like don't read too much into it that means they noticed and they're coming up to you to say that because they feel bad so let's not fucking gaslight the situation or her or the person who's feeling these things if other people noticed then you're not wrong yeah so then yeah she brings up what she says is, you know, you are not the jealous type at all. I could be hanging on a dude's arm all night and you would come up and just be like, all right, babe, like, let's go. Like, let's whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she says, which what stuck with me was because he's like, many people would say that jealousy or not or lack of being jealous is a good trait. Oh. And she says, not when it borders on indifference. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I think Ooh, I that hit. Mm-hmm. That hit. Because I think everyone can agree that having a partner who's overly jealous or like when it stems from insecurity for yeah. no reason, that's bullshit. You know, if it stems from like maybe you lied or cheated, then that's yes. warranted okay. and you better get ready to deal with that. But when you're like acting like you don't give a fuck about shit. Yeah. Okay. Indifference. Here's a quote mm-hmm. from the movie. Something along the lines of <clears throat> Marie says, your lack of curiosity is merely an extension of your narcissism. Yes. Mm-hmm. I yes. thought that was pretty good. That's what you were trying to say. Because yeah. it's mm-hmm. in reference to him not being jealous and him not caring to ask himself, has Marie ever had a better boyfriend than me? Has he, she ever <laughs> dated anybody that's better than me? Yes. And is he more talented that- than me? She tells him, and I, I know this is way down the line, but it's just, you know, she tells True. him like, you don't care because you're such a narcissist because you think yeah. that you are the best version of yourself. So we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll keep it chronological for y'all. <laughs> Dude, that 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 yeah. fucking like you are the neediest man, but the least jealous that I have ever met. Like yes. yeah. So that's where exactly. it starts to get like it's they very, get into it because yeah. she's like you're so needy but you're not. Jealous, you don't care. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give. He wants and wants and takes and takes, but he doesn't give a fuck about anything else. He doesn't give a fuck about. He's not like, paying attention giving, no, to he's anything not. else. Mm-hmm. Like he's just thriving it's in all the spotlight. Me. Yeah, happy to have a good-looking woman on his arm, like the trophy yeah. girlfriend, to make yep. him look good. All that. So that's when like something gets brought up, where she says, um, where she talks about how she gave up her acting career. Mm. So just because she didn't really have any the capacity to do that being there for him 
like while he's making this film yeah she's there to emotionally support him like cause yeah. he's so like fucking balls deep in this shit that like yeah she kind of had no choice but to take on the emotional support yeah girlfriend like do all this for him right. and being that it was a project that they started together and like you know, ideas yeah. were being bounced off at a point. She mentions how she read like all these drafts for him, gave him notes and he kind of ended up taking that for granted. And that like, he makes the comment like, oh, so now you're blaming me because you were too scared to like pursue your acting career or audition. You're blaming me because you took on the role of an emotional support dog. I was like, first oh, of all, hell? never call your woman a dog. Bitch, okay. you about to get fucking stabbed in the dick. Like what? That was so. That was a low so blow. Cruel. And that's him. Fucking called for. That's mm-hmm. him in this movie. Just low blows. Yeah. Low blows. Oh, yeah. So that's when it starts to like kind of like go south. Where you're like maybe because okay. So he's like, what's wrong? I can tell something's wrong. And she's like, no, nothing. Like I know this is not going to be a productive conversation now. So no, let's not talk about it now. And he's like, why not? She's like, because I know how you are. You don't know how to de-escalate situations unless it's work. And even then it's 50-50. So she's saying, like, you're not good at, like, having a productive yeah. a discussion. It turns into an argument where you want to win. And this is not going to be productive, especially being that she's an ex-addict. She's not drinking. Mm-hmm. He is. He's pouring up, an, uh, pouring up a new drink in, like, every fucking scene almost. Yeah. So he's getting drunker and drunker. Yeah. And I think you he's know kind drunk of- people, an argument like that is not going to go nowhere the next day. Yeah, they don't even remember the fucking. Half you know of what? It. That's inter- that brings up a really good point. I think that Malcolm is consuming the entire movie almost. Yeah, he's not. He's consuming alcohol. He's consuming uh, mac and cheese, and he's just he's the type of person that's constantly trying to take from give from me, her energy. Yep, you know, and like where she's trying to give. Yeah, which is the perfect director actor dynamic. That's yeah. what that's what that is. She ends up feeling used like yeah. she's just there for him to like yeah. draw inspiration from and to get his like basic needs met yeah. and all that. So that's when it goes south. She I think at that point he goes outside. I don't know. They he take like a yelling, little break where yeah. she goes in the shower. Like when did she get in the tub? Was she, it right after that? After so one of their fights. Yeah. The mac and cheese one of their shit. many fights. She goes, she goes in the tub. After the whole mac and cheese argument, she goes into the tub, and that's when he comes. He comes after her. Yeah, yeah. That's when he's saying all that stuff, and then he goes outside. And then after he goes outside, she comes out to show that cigarette. Right. So like the first thirty minutes are pretty much just this like up and down, back and forth battle of them just yelling and making up, yelling, making up, and. Mm -hmm. I think the tub scene is where it gets really fucked up because he ends up bringing up her Mm self-harm where she, like, tried to kill herself with some nail um, clipper scissors or whatever, and he brings that up and makes her feel like shit. Or they're in the bedroom. See, Mm -hmm. this whole movie is, like, all over the place. It's, like, a crazy fight in different rooms, like the bathtub, the bedroom. But basically, it just shows you that he takes it too far. Mm-hmm. And she brings that up and she knows that. And that's why she didn't want to get into it. And then it just shows like his personality is that he just wants to win. He just wants to win. He doesn't care if he's Aries. doing low blows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then Definitely. like he says all those low blows about like, oh, like I was I was there for you all these times when you were an addict and I met you at your lowest point, And then you tried to kill yourself mm-hmm. or overdosed or like all this bullshit. And then. And then now we're fucking here where you are trying to fucking say that 
I'm not the one that's appreciative or like knows what's going on, but really you're the fucking one. So then she's upset sitting there quiet. He goes outside to like blow off fucking steam. And then she's like, you know what? Fuck that. You want to do low blows? And she comes back and kind of insults him. Yeah. And is like, you're jacking my fucking life for your script. You don't appreciate me. And that's where you got me fucked up. And he tries to play victim. And he's like, that's fucked up. She's like, fuck you. You brought up me trying to fucking like kill myself. And that is just the epitome yeah. of a fucking narcissist or somebody that's Dude. that fucked up. Yeah. Like she did that because he started it. And then he wants to be like, that's mean. Yeah. Huh? Because, okay, there's passion and then there's just plain cruelty. And I don't think, you know, if you love somebody that you should ever be Cruel. that despicable no. of a Cruel. person yeah. to purposely try to hurt someone else's feelings and tap into their biggest insecurities yeah like there's and rude and then there's that's what's going on cruel. the entire film and it's just it was disgusting like i was just like ugh. it's crazy it really like makes you realize like the level yeah and obviously she fights back but i do think that he starts he starts it, and you could tell that he he oh. is a manipulator in the you know duo yeah, it yeah. just turns into like a gloves off fight where they're just like. Yeah. I know. Bloody. Yeah, the, I know that you mentioned it's kind of like this kind of boxing like match. This entire, the entire time. movie is a boxing match, like just like one arguing. without yeah. like a fucking ding 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 round one. Yeah, like a, one of those little people that are like regulating it. Referee. The referees. The referee people. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a boxing match without that though. Oh yeah. Because like the part in the tub where he fucking says all this fucked up shit, and he's like, "You think this movie's about you? It's <laughs> not. It I." You think okay. I don't have experience other than Cheeky, you? Tasha, all these. Oh my God. He brings mm -hmm. up all the ex-girlfriends, all these intimate moments. And it's like, oh, you thought that was about you? Nope. That was about my ex-girlfriend. And like unnecessary, okay. unnecessary. I would have gone the fuck up out of that tub and been like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm out. Like, no, But also, no. I do think that you're at a more vulnerable place if you're in a tub. Duh. Yeah. So it's like you're submerged in water. You're trying to be at peace. And someone comes in and attacks you. Yeah. Like, and he I even think that's, says, he's that's, like, you want to go there? I'll break you like a twig. That shows like Excuse the power me? dynamic. The fact that he's like standing above her. She's submerged in she's water naked. underneath him. Like that's kind of how you show the power dynamics in, in like, scenes. So like the fact that she's not only underneath him, but she's submerged in water. Yeah. She's drowning. Like she's suffering and, and he's he literally a peer says he's like you want to play that game you think you can hurt me i will hurt you like 10 he was times like, worse yes. let's go let's yeah. fucking go you want to like, i will this? Let's go. He, he tells her that she's fragile yeah i will snap you like a twig or whatever yeah so I at that point it's not like a discussion that's like where it's like you're trying to find mutual that's ground. abuse that yeah that's uh emotional abuse and that's just him trying yeah. to win and hurt her on purpose mm -hmm. that's yeah. not that's not healthy which I think that men have the power to be that kind of abusing type because they have the power to hurt women just by being men. Yeah. You know, so they already have that power dynamic. And I do think that it plays is. into the movie, the power dynamic between a man and a woman, of yeah. course, and just like that unfair imagine, balance. <laughs> imagine if she were to walk out that fucking tub butt-ass naked, all hot, and just like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'd be like, goodbye, nothing. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. But then critics would be saying, well, why did Zendaya have to be naked? Of right? Course. Which is actually of a course. conversation in the movie about another yes. movie. Yes. Like, why did that actress have to be 
I think she had shown her boobs yeah. or something, right? Why did she have to be naked? Yeah. Like, so it's just like, you know. The whole male game. So yeah, the whole exactly. male game. Yeah. Topic. Like, yeah. Just yeah. him bringing up like his girlfriends was unnecessary. And it gets to another Way. point in the movie where she says like, you know, you could have won this argument with only 20% of what you said. Mm-hmm. Like most of it was unnecessary. Oh, yeah. Like I, maybe if I was like doing too much and I was like being too emotional, you could have easily won that. Without she having was to specifically bring there. up shit with your ex-girlfriend. She like, wasn't even saying what? anything back. She wasn't. And he yeah. walks out and she's like on the verge of tears. He Are walks out and like you think you think it's over. Mm. No, he paces back and forth. He comes back and keeps going. I was and then like, he oh, says, he says like, no. do you want me to keep going? And she's like, keep going. Yeah. And that's she when he goes on to tell her that like, you, you love done? this shit. You know? Yeah, no. So, mm-mm. yeah. So that goes on for for a bit. And then it just keeps on going. Like you said, it's a boxing match. I think the pacing is crazy. The pacing. I've never the seen fact a he film. Calls her crazy over and over. Like, like from the this beginning. Before. From I mean, at, at least not in my recent years. Where a film just goes up and down. It's There is no clear pacing. It's like there's no clear climax. The it's part literally where they're like just about to fuck. And up, and like, down, up and down, right. up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. The entire movie. And then just sort of. Like you ends. think it's like about to like, all right, they're about to re- like reconcile. Like yeah. they're about to fuck. And then he's like, let me go pee real quick. Yeah. And while he goes pee, like you could see her face changing. <sighs> like this is where her acting spil- skills just like She's came amazing. She's, so she's good. laying there. She's like all like, mm. and then you could see within seconds, like yeah. she starts thinking too much. And then a tear just like rolls out of her yeah. eye. That's why Zendaya is so fucking good. Ooh. She doesn't have to say much. And she could say 20% of what she said in the movie. And she still steals the movie yeah it was great you know yeah and the use of music first of all the soundtrack is amazing oh so good and then there's a part where they're fighting he goes outside to smoke a cigarette she goes outside to share with him Mm -hmm. and instead of saying anything and it's after a part i think it's after the tub scene Mm -hmm. where he said all that fucked up shit started bringing up his ex-girlfriends and being like you know you weren't the sole inspiration like blah 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 she plays a song it's a it's like an oldies song. I don't even know where it's basically. Get rid of him. No. <laughs> yeah. Like they're singing mm-hmm. about like leave that man. Like he doesn't treat you good. Whatever. And she doesn't say anything. She just plays a song and you could just see him just start yeah. to like, shrivel up. I love it. It's so amazing. That's just- why I love movies because it's like the perfect integration of visuals and music and sound. And like especially for this kind of you know podcast. It's. Such a perfect movie to bring into yeah. your podcast. It kind of ties in the music and and the visuals. Yeah, and, it always the music plays, plays such a, a big a, role. It plays a huge role. Yeah, I mean, the music tells you what the movie's about. Specifically in this movie, it's not just mood mm-hmm. and or references. It's it's specifically dialogue that tells you what the movie's about. Like I think at the very end, which we'll get into it, but we we already mentioned the theme. Yeah, but the the last song that you hear at the credits tells you the theme. Yeah, there's a few parts where like instead yeah. of words, it's just like a song plays, and it's like, Ooh. yeah, Ooh. and sometimes so then you just can't part, say it better than. Music. I think like the biggest like a uh, climax of like their fight is where she's like, you know, you wrote this movie about me, basically. Like, why didn't you cast me? And that's just like the whole dynamic. I of, guess like, that a would artist, be the climax, producer, yeah. director, mm. whatever kind of relationship. And she's like, and please tell me without like making me feel like shit. And instead of not making her feel like shit, like he goes on to be a fucking dick. And he's like, you're just jealous. So that's what this whole fucking thing is about. Like, I fucking knew it. You're just fucking jealous. 
Like, don't yeah. ever let somebody try to tell you that you're just fucking jealous. That's fucking rude. And or, that's using your insecurities against you. And that is emotionally abusive slash manipulative. That's fucked up, especially if you have, like, a reason. Oh, yeah. That or crazy. Yeah. Jealous or crazy you're or not insecure. Crazy. You're never crazy. Yeah, no. Jealous, crazy, or insecure. If, like, a man ever tries to use that against you, that's fucked up because that is something that you had to be vulnerable to, like, admit to at a point. And if they're trying to use that against you, that's where it's fucked up. Yeah. Like, if they use your insecurities against you. It must you. be, like, an attack mechanism or whatever. Like Yeah. No, she was being vulnerable, telling him, I think, like, yeah. I really just feel, like, stripped of, like, my but yeah. like, soul at this point. I just think men sometimes don't know how to react to such vulnerable emotions. That they instantly just go towards, you're crazy. Yeah. You're a psycho. You don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. And then I think one of the other, like, biggest things that I wanted to talk about was, like, the whole thing where she tells him, like, I don't think you have ever. Well, first she says, you know, me as, like, your partner, I wake up every day thinking, like, I want to be the best girlfriend you have ever had. I want to be the best version of me for you. I always wonder, like, has he ever had a girlfriend that's better than Mm -hmm. me? Blah, blah, blah. And that's, and, like, the reason she brings that up is because, you know, when you brought up your ex-girlfriend saying all that trashy shit, you thought that was going to hurt me? No, no. I just think you're trash. And it makes me realize I'm overthinking. All the times I'm thinking, like, oh, am I the best he's ever had? Now I realize, like, you're fucking gross. Who cares? Like, you're fucking gross. All the shit you said to try to hurt me? Like, fuck you. I don't think you've ever had a single thought like where you wake up and you're like, I want to be the best version of me for her. And that's where she just feels completely like, mm-hmm. fuck you. And I would have hoped that would have been a wake up call for her to leave. But she stays at the end. Yeah. But that was a pivotal point. And yeah. like all of it for me where I was like, Damn, yeah, because she, she straight up tells him, like, you think that you're the best version. The person you are right now, right here, who's yelling at me, trying to make me feel small that's the best version of you and the worst version of you yeah that's what she said but it's like, like the fact that he's not trying to be better and that he's oblivious to his own actions and instead of having a productive conversation you're just trying to fucking hurt me and belittle me yeah that's literally are, that's what that's how you think trying of trying to do the entire time that's how you're treating this relationship it's not like yeah. us trying to find a solution is you versus me and you're trying to fucking knock me out with your fucking mean ass shit you're saying fuck you yeah so well, that's what happens when you have one anal- analytical person versus a reactive person who's just... Yeah, and I think it's yeah. perfectly uh, just, like, showing the whole thing where they talk about it's, like, a fine line between love and hate. Yeah. And, like, it ends with, like, a right. song by Outkast and CeeLo called so, um, yeah. Is that Liberation. Oh, okay. And it's, that's okay. the one we're talking yeah. about, like, fine line between love and hate. Yeah. Like, oof. So what do you guys think about that? It's true. I think it's I think it's a fine line between a lot yeah. of like those like opposing emotions like that love and hate um I can't even think of anything on the So spot do you right think now, do you think that like if you've ever felt such like strong hateful emotions towards your partner that means that you also probably love them the most I think so and it's kind of toxic but there's like that whole thing where like you can only love someone hate someone as much as you love them or even the whole thing where like it's like a joke it's like a running joke where people are like if a girl tells you she hates you like jokingly it's because she fucking loves you like if a girl's flirting with you and she's like i fucking hate you you. well yeah that sure 
But I mean like real hate and real love. Cause I like, don't think you could really hate someone unless you like really loved them. Okay, okay, and and going back to Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, I think they had a pretty like similar relationship to the kind of relationship that they had on screen in By the Sea and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Because in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like they're literally trying to kill each other the whole time. Oh, that's so true. You know, and then in By the Sea, they're like totally broken and depressed and falling apart. But then Ooh, they see of this Mr. other Mrs. couple Smith, and they're random. like. You know, like uh, infatuated by seeing this, you know, couple that's yeah. still in love. It's strange, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, mm. Random side note: I heard like Donald Glover and then like the uh, creator writer of Fleabag are doing like a Mr. Mason Smith. Yeah, spinoff. Spinoff. <laughs> I'm excited for that. I love both of them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, but no, but yeah, I guess I've definitely. never hated anybody like a partner. Like that? I've never had such a... Because you never loved them like that. I don't know. I don't know. That's just my opinion. That's a reflection of myself. So different. I know there's that song at the end, right? Where like a yeah. thin a thin line between love and hate, right? Yeah, yeah. Fine, yeah. So a fine line between yeah. love and hate. And I actually have it in my notes somewhere, but do you think that sometimes in relationships, toxic relationships, people keep tallies of like... You know, it's just, like, built-up resentment. Like, it's just, like, well, it, it, everything comes out to the surface when you're angry at each other. Do you guys believe that? I like, think so. I think yeah. definitely. Yeah. Like, right? I don't if know if it's, like, a one-upping of, like, well, you did this, so I did this. Or, like, well, yeah. I did this, so I'm going to make sure next time you do something, I'm going to hold it against you to yeah, make yeah. my that's fault like, yeah. less, Exactly. And know? that's, like, a la- that's lack of communication. Yeah. And I feel like usually with men, it's harder for them to, they don't really know how to express their emotions. And as women, we're very fucking, emo- we're emotional beings. That's yeah. what we do. What's like, and they don't speak that language most yeah. of the time. Which I, I, I think and I have trouble with that, but I think maybe better than most men. Yeah. yeah. Still? Oh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Definitely. Because I think we're like, instead yeah. of like taking accountability for it and like making up for it and like trying to be a better person. Yeah. Instead they're like, let me fucking catch you fucking up so I can hold it against you too. Cause then it'll like minimize my thing that I did wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Instead of trying to be better. See, it's April, like trying to like balance yeah. it. Yeah. It's like a boxing match. Like you said, instead of mm-hmm. like, let's step out of the ring and let's fucking yeah. and fix about it. This, it's like, <laughs> Oh, well you want to go. It's, it's kind of like also like when you're playing video games, like, like for example, like kingdom hearts. Cause that's one of the only video games I play. <laughs> When you're going through your items and your potions and you're like, what do I have in my pocket? Let me throw out this elixir and this ether or whatever. Whatever You you always want to have something in your pocket to throw out to combat what they're about to throw at you. Yeah, it's a defense mechanism. And sometimes people can have toxic defense mechanisms. You got to save that shit. You can't can't always confront it right away because, you know, you got to save that in your pocket for the next fight, right? That's toxic, uh, though. It's toxic. <laughs> That's the thing. It's yeah. like, I know that April is definitely, like, the chill. She, you're very fucking chill. But I know that we've, yeah. we've had conversations where, um, you know, you, you can relate to a lot of things that we do. You just react differently. Right. You choose so not. True. You don't give that power. You so you're understanding, that, you're but you. Exactly. Yeah. The like reaction. That's the what's reaction. important, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. It's the reaction. Which is weird, because I. You know, I am an Aries, but I, I don't react like an Aries. 
Your Capricorn moon. Because your Capricorn moon. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. Yeah. All right. So I have <laughs> a sweet. Uh, the handle is at not she be jamming. <laughs> and then it says gorilla glue grip. I'm dead. <laughs> she said, <laughs> I used to be that girl. I thought if they know I've been hurt, they'll try not to hurt me. Nope. Men will use that to do the bare minimum and or throw it in your face when they gaslighting you. Set the standard and let that man meet it. No explanation, no mercy. Mm. Yep. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Where like you get into a relationship or you start talking and then <laughs> you want to open up and be like, you know, yep. I just got out of this relationship where like they cheated on me or like they mm-hmm. used to do this to me and hurt me. So, you know, like, yeah. please don't do that to me. Like I'm like, you know, I'm traumatized from that shit. And you would think like that disclaimer, just because you're empathetic and if they told you that you would go out of your way to step around, like, you know, be careful around their feelings, that they would do the same for you never fucking a guarantee no sometimes men will use that to manipulate you because they know where your weak spots are they're like oh so she insecure and i've seen fucked up tweets where dudes are like oh like get you a girl that's been cheated on because she thinks she's a three instead of a ten because she's insecure and of course it's all jokes but (laughs) all jokes contain really feel that's like 50 percent contain truth True shit. Yeah. Even if it's ten percent, because who's the liking fact that, that? Your mind went who's there. Who's liking that? Who's that's laughing fucked at up. that? Yeah. Who's like, replying to that? And like, I get it. It's funny, but like, why? Like, that's fucked but up. See, jokes that's like nothing. that in the back. That's why in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's funny, but it's like, <laughs> it's noted. not. It's fucking noted. Like, let me yeah. fucking find my man laughing at some shit like that. Yeah. Just seriously. because you're laughing doesn't mean mean it's funny. It could be uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable laughing. It could be like yeah. sad. That's mean. You know, that's just really mean. So I don't know. Dude, this so makes that me. Just, it it mm-hmm. it reminds me of Malcolm and Marie because like he met her at her lowest point in her life when mm-hmm. she was like, oh uh, right, like, she overdosed. She was like a drug addict. He was going like to meetings with yeah. her. And instead and of, she was like, in her twenties. Yeah, she and was he's obviously younger. old. In real life, I think he's like almost ten years older. Yeah, so I'm sure it was like the same thing. Definitely, like, I mean that's Hollywood yeah. too. Yeah, so. and like that whole that's a save that conversation for a whole other motherfucking episode. Oh my god, please about Can the <laughs> power dynamic of age. Play. Oh my god, that's your next episode. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> it. We'll talk about it. But. Yeah, you would think that he's like, well, I met you like that. No, when she's in the tub naked and he wants to hurt her, what does he bring up? All that shit that's fucked up. Yeah. So be careful for people like that. People that would use that shit to hurt you. Anger is not an excuse for somebody to bring up your own pain and insecurities against you. Mm -hmm. Nope. Preach. Yeah. So. Yeah. Damn. That was a good conversation i feel like after watching malcolm and marie it's like a much needed you have to talk about yeah, it i think it's cathartic even though oh, yeah. you may agree with some of the stuff you might be totally disgusted by some of it but i think it was great i think i'm very happy that sam yeah. levinson made the film and he has his opinions on it and it's definitely whatever, like one of those uh, one and done like you watch it one time and i'll never watch it again absolutely and i exhausting i, I encourage <laughs> everyone to watch everyone in a relationship not a relationship just maybe not with your partner, you know, not yeah. with your partner maybe watch it sure. separately and then maybe talk about it after I yeah i think maybe it's yeah. more cathartic and healthy to talk about yeah. it in a, like a third person versus like your own personal issues yeah I then you can see where it stands yeah, yeah because I you're either agree. gonna agree with one or the other and yeah. so it's cool to kind of see like which one do you relate to absolutely 
can have a peaceful debate, as I like to call it. <laughs> okay, we love a peaceful debate. Yeah, it's coming after dark. Yeah, like, fuck toxic shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't it's let yourself hard. get manipulated. It's hard to, like, uh, you know, tether that line of, like, passion and love and yeah. hate and toxicity and, like, healthy or unhealthy or emotional manipulation versus abuse versus just, like, undeveloped you know things that you need to do mm-hmm. so acknowledge it acknowledge your emotions yeah in all things yeah. everything will fall into place at the end of the day if you think someone's over exaggerating with your emo- like their emoji- emotions mm-hmm. that is your own personal opinion it doesn't mean that their emotions aren't valid Absolutely. so don't tell someone that they're crazy or they're overreacting like yep. hear them out and if that is something that's constantly happening yeah. that needs to be a separate conversation outside of when these emotions are live yeah like yes wait till after that's a separate conversation okay 100% so uh, thank you ladies so much for coming and hanging out with me today always getting drunk with me thanks this is our first nightshade episode my first time being on here by the way Alexa was on the astrology episode, so if you guys do want to like learn like a basic outline of astrology, and it's like an hour long episode, so like you will learn a lot of good stuff. It was um the one of the last couple episodes of season two. Astrology, astrology hose or astrology hose? Astrology hose. That's us. Yeah, go follow Nightshade Collective on Instagram. Simping After Dark. You can follow me at Ash underscore Friday underscore. You can follow me at April Directs on Instagram and follow Wild Seven Studios on Instagram. Check out Debbie and the Devil on Instagram and Debbie and the Devil website. We just dropped a trailer, our official trailer for our first feature film. This is the first feature that I produced. The girls were the production designers on this film. We're, we're so proud of it. It's been three years plus in the making. So we just dropped the trailer. Check it out. It's on YouTube. It's in the link in the Wild Seven Studios and Debbie and the Devil bio. So go check that out. Yes. Oh, uh, you can follow me at Alexa Janelle on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. we uh, cheers? Because Ashley yes. totally fucking ignored me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a she drink, know. but I will cheer you anyway. To the crazies. <laughs> yes. Till next time, you guys. Uh, bye. I need to I think we're out.